Welcome to the River Life Podcast. As you listen, we pray that you will encounter Jesus and allow His words to wash you anew. May He reveal more of who He is to your heart. Here's the message for this week. Now, you know, church, this morning we are so blessed and, you know, privileged to have Reverend Pat with us. Uh, she came last October to share and, and, and I'm not too sure about you, but we were so ministered by the word that day and we are so glad to have her back with us. You know, Reverend Pat founded the 120 Ministries, an interdenominational platform where she provides Bible training at the same time prophetic training too. But in everything that she does, her ultimate desire is to see God's people love God more. Amen? So let's put our hands together. Let's welcome Reverend Penn as she shares with us the word of the Lord this morning. Reverend Penn. I just want to thank the worship team for such anointed and wonderful worship, ushering the Shekinah glory of God into our midst. Did you enjoy the worship? Did you connect with the beauty of His holiness? I'm so blessed today to be with you in this worship. And um, Happy New Year. I'm very happy to be back today and to see you again. I think it's been about uh, three over months that um, I first come and meet all of you. Now, I've got a message which I feel is an apt message for many, many of us here. And um, it's called Transition in Progress. Transition in Progress. People say, when God closes a door, He opens another door for you. This is consistent with his provident nature. But people seldom tell you about the in-between space, the intermediate space where a door has closed behind you and another door has yet to open before you. That place is what I would call the transition space. And I would like to address that, that period of time where we are stuck in between. So let's further describe what this uh, space of transition looks like. We go to Exodus chapter 3 verse 8. Exodus chapter 3 verse 8. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. Now, God's people had been slaves for a really long time. And all of a sudden, change was about to come upon them. God appeared to Moses in a burning bush and said to him, Go to Pharaoh, order him, let my people go. So if you look at this verse, 
there are two places mentioned here. There's Egypt. That's where, that's the place where God is calling His children out. So that is a door that was about to shut behind them because Egypt would be history. And then there is another place called Canaan. That's the place where God was leading them into. There's a door that would be opened before them and Canaan was their future. But in between these two places was the Sinai Desert, what we would call a place of wilderness. It's a barren land. And that is the place of their transition. Egypt was a good place. There's abundant vegetation. There was ample food, although they lived there as slaves. Canaan was a much better place. The Bible says it is spacious. It's overflowing with milk and honey. But the space in between the Sinai Desert is a place where many things have to happen before the people of God could successfully enter into the promised land. I was praying about what message to share today and I felt the Lord telling me that many of us are in transition. We are walking through the Sinai Desert in our lives. We have our unique situations, but we all sense impending change. We feel a sense of anticipation and there's also a blend of fear as we envision the change that is to come. I was with Yang a few days ago and I shared with him about what I see this church, where you are going, the Canaan that you are going to. This river has been meandering for a really long time. But a seismic shift into revival is coming. Do you believe this? Do you believe this? A seismic shift into revival is coming. There's going to be a confluence of people that will cause this catalyst to bring forth a greater velocity in your river. And I hear the Lord saying, watch and pray and journal the stories that are unfolding in your lives today. Watch, look at them, journal them, record them, pray over them because the Lord is going to turn these stories in your life today into powerful testimonies in the future. He is writing the last chapter. He is writing the finale. And many people in the land of Canaan will be very blessed by you because God is going to bring you into prominence as a church.
so that many can find you and come to you and be blessed by your ministry and your testimony. That is why you have to bear those stories in your heart because one day you're going to tell those stories to these new people. Do you receive this word as a church? Does it resonate with your spirit? Can you lift up your hands to connect with the power of this word? Because every prophetic word has creative power. Yes, Lord. Let that happen in river life. Let this river go to the nations because we want more salvations, more restorations. We want to be a blessing to so many others. Amen? Yeah. So, before we can reach there, just like God's people, the Israelites in the desert, you had to go through a process of preparation. Transition is that process where God has to make you, um, to, to make you ready to receive the inheritance. He has to help you to adjust to the change that is coming. Now, in the case of the Israelites, that happened in the desert. Although their life wandering in the desert was marked by uncertainty, confusion, um, anxiety, that process was crucial in their formation into God's people. They couldn't avoid it. They had to go through that process. We need to understand that these people had been slaves for hundreds of years. Generation after generation, being a slave was all they knew. They did not yet know their God. They were unprepared to receive the promised land. So in the desert, God was transforming these slaves into his covenant people, a people who could inherit his promise. So he gave them the Ten Commandments so that they know how to live. He gave them the tabernacle so that they know how to worship. And he gave them a revelation of his character and his nature. And through all those desert experiences, God also taught them how to trust him. Jeremiah 29, 11 to 13. For I know, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Proverbs 3, verses 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him and He will make your paths straight. So, the central theme was learning to trust in God in an uncomfortable, uncertain and disconcerting space. Many of us can identify with the emotional terrain. You know, 
for many days, it would just be taking one small step at a time. We can't see far ahead, so we can only make decisions based on our limited knowledge in front of us. So sometimes in the midst of walking through the desert, in the process of meandering and coming under the hand of the Lord, in frustration, we may cry out, How long, Lord? How long more do I have to stay in this desert? And the answer is, your length of time in the desert depends on your response to God. When you read Exodus chapter 3, notice that while God told Moses, I'm going to take my people from this place to that place, he did not actually say how long the transition period would be. Scholars say that the entire journey could have been accomplished in 11 days based on the distance between Egypt and Canaan and how far a big group of people could walk in a single day. But how long did God's people take? 40 years. They spent 40 years meandering in the land of in-between. It is said that it took only one day for God to take them out of Egypt. But it took 40 years for God to take Egypt out of them. Why so long? It took God's people so long because they were not aligned to Him. And they lost sight of His purpose in taking them to the promised land. They repeatedly sinned. They refused to learn from their mistakes. They did not want to trust their God. And so, their negative response caused them to overstay in the desert. So personally, what is your response to God and to those around you this morning? It's your response that determines what comes next in your life. And corporately, as a church, it's your response that determines what comes next for River Life. And you may be thinking now, so how should my response be? What is it that God expects me to do during this time of transition? I would just want to share three things with you today. First, do nothing. Rest and recharge. Remember there's a story in Mark chapter 4. One evening, the Lord said to the disciples, Come, let us cross over to the other side. So when they were in the boat, a huge storm came up. Waves swept into the boat and threatened to sink it. And everyone in the boat was running around trying to save themselves. 
But where was the Lord? The Lord was in the stern, his head on a pillow, sleeping. Transition is a very delicate stage. It's a time when some of us may be feeling fatigued and burnt out from the over-exertions of the past season. And because of the prophetic promises spoken about our future and that intense longing, that intense excitement to want to burst right into that door and inherit those promises, we can sometimes run ahead of God's timing. We may try harder, run faster, to make things happen based on our strength, but God is calling us to rest. So, this is a season that while you may prophetically perceive what's next for you, God actually has a perfect timing for that fulfillment. So train yourself, discipline yourself to sit before the Lord and to rest by faith and not push by strength. Resting by faith is very hard when there's tension in the waiting. Some of us have been praying fervently for so long for some stubborn situations to evaporate, but they are still there. There are people that we've been praying about, but they are still not saved. And that's causing us impatience and frustration. But this is a time not to doubt the timing of God. This is a time to discipline ourselves, to recharge and not over extend ourselves. The second thing to do is to stretch to steady. In Luke chapter 17 verse 5, the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. Let me say this. This is the year of the vessel and you have to take ownership of the size of your vessel. What you're going to receive from God this year depends on the size of your own vessel. And therefore, you have to ask the Lord for enlargement. Ask the Lord to stretch you, stretch your spiritual and mental capabilities, stretch your faith, and Position yourself to receive and carry everything that God desires to give to you. Feel to the brim, pressed down, shaken over, shaken together. So this is a season you've got to say, Lord, stretch me, cause me to enlarge my territories. I want more. There are different ways to stretch for enlargement. And these are some of the basic things that every believer knows you must do. The first one, worship. Worship. We sang about worshipping in the beauty of His holiness. Worship, according to John chapter 4, 
verses 23 to 24, it's not just coming together and then praise God, sing praises to Him and lift up our hands. But there's a deeper level of worship, or I would say a higher level of worship. And that is about how our heart is positioned toward God. That our hearts are open to Him. That we are open and receptive to His correction. That we are tender-hearted towards the Lord. That we carry His commandments in our heart and we do our best to obey Him. Obey him. So it is this obedience and reverence to the Lord that is really the worship that He seeks, the highest form of worship that He wants from us. Secondly, study the Word of God. Study the Word of God. I'm so happy that you're going to study the book of Exodus, 40 chapters. That is amazing. And for some of us, we may want to buy a new translation this year and read the Word of God through a fresh translation and see how that opens up to you. Because the Word of God is like a porter. When you can read the Word of God, you can understand the Word of God, when you know the Word of God, you will begin to inherit the promises in the Word of God. And you can adopt the language of the Bible in your prayer life. Build His Word into your spirit. How do you do that? By ruminating upon the Word of God. Meditate upon the Word of God. And that is how you can apply the Word in a personal way. Thirdly, the third way you can stretch your spirit is to practice hearing His voice. John chapter 10, verse 27. My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. In other words, from your sheep nature, every one of us can hear the voice of God. The prophetic is not one-dimensional. The prophetic is multi-sensory. You can see visions. You can see. There's a visionary word that you can see through your mind's eye. You can dream and you can get interpretations. Then there's an acoustic word where you can hear the thoughts of God. You can hear the impressions of God. You can hear the blueprints of God. You can hear His instructions. And finally, there's a perceptive word that you can feel with your body. Your body responds to the voice of the Lord. So I really want to encourage you this year, practice, practice, practice hearing God prophetically. Don't just rely on your home cell leader to hear God for you. Ask the Lord, what are you speaking to me today? Ask Him for confirmations. And this will cultivate your personal prophetic sharpness and help you to follow the Lord accurately. Someone may be saying, what if God is silent? I try to hear, but I can't hear His voice in this season when I'm going through so much. 
I can't seem to hear him. He's just silent. Then I would encourage you to think back to a time where you know that you know that you know that God has spoken to you. Anchor yourself back on that word, on that occasion where you clearly know God spoke to you and press into that word once again. There are times God is silent because that is all you need to know at this moment. And He's training you to be still and know that He's God, to just sit in His presence and just enjoy His presence. But there are other times that He wants to show you a different layer of revelation in a prophetic word that you have received from him in the past. So bring out your journal, or if you have recorded those words in an audio form on your handphone, listen to them again and see what God is showing you. He will always give you enough encouragement for you to take the next steps. And finally, pray. Pray. Now, so much has been taught about prayer, but I just want to say this. Do not underestimate the power of arrow prayers. Arrow prayers are fast and short prayers. I'll give you an example. First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil, that I would, may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. Jabez prayed a prayer of 32 words. And he got the enlargement that he requested. The power of arrow prayers. As you're going through the day, you just shoot out these prayers to God. And you'll be amazed the power of his reply. And of course, at times, when you really don't know how to pray and what to pray, pray in tongues to build and stimulate your faith. Finally, I've talked about what God wants you to do, right? Rest and recharge. Rest, rejuvenate, recharge. And then stretch yourself to keep steady during this time. And the third thing is to wait for launch. Wait for Him. It's interesting that in the worship just now, we talk about, we sang, wait on Him in the beauty of His holiness. I will wait. Psalm 27 verse 14, wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Wait for your launch. Waiting is often 
the last thing just before the door opens. Think about the life cycle of the butterfly. The pupa does not eat or move or struggle, but just patiently wait for its launch. Soon, the beautiful butterfly would fly out of the cocoons, fluttering into the new season. And so it is with you. Your door will finally open and you're going to hear God's marching orders. One day, after Moses had died, that marching order came to Joshua. God said to Joshua, You and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River to inherit the promised land. But what did God say? Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. It's like this. It's as if you are a gymnast and you're doing all these swings on term a trapeze. And then suddenly, the Lord says, it is time for your launch. I want you to leap over to the other trapeze that is higher. Now, this would be a moment where the strength of your preparation during the transition will be tested. Do you dare to cross over? Because between these two three pieces, there is an empty space where there is nothing you can hang on to. And this is a time that you need to be strong and courageous. You need to take the leap of faith that God has your back. God is watching over you to secure the fulfillment of His Word. And by faith, you will surely make it to the higher other side. You know, in Charles Dickens, there is um, this classic um, uh, a novel, um, Oliver Twist. The protagonist was a young orphan boy when he was sent to the workhouse. And every day, after a long day of laboring, they would give him a single bowl of porridge. And so for month after month, the protagonist, Oliver, went hungry, went to bed hungry. But one fine day, he decided that he will not settle for a single bowl of porridge. So, he finished that porridge, mustered his courage, went up to the uh, workhouse master with the empty bowl, and he uttered these famous words, Sir, I want more. I want more. So today, as the worship team comes back um, to the stage, we're going to open this place as an altar. It's just between 
you and the Lord. Just between you and God. It is not so much as to come out to, for prayer. But I want to ask if this is the day you would muster your courage. After having been meandering in the desert for so long, if this is the day, you would come forward and say to the Lord, Sir, I want my double portion. I want, as a church and as a family, I want more miracles. I want more healings. I want restoration of relationships. I want blessings. I want provisions. I want opportunities. I want more salvation. I want more. Let's um, um, sing a song and um, we're going to invite God's people to the altar. Yeah. Shall we rise our feet? This is an important time as we respond to God's word. Ask that we uh, take this moment to just posture our hearts to respond to the word of God this day. If you're calling me, I will answer. If you're bidding me to come, I will come. If you're leading me in a deeper waters, may I not refuse. There's a car on our lives if you're calling. If you're calling me, I will answer. If you're bidding me to come, I will come. If you're leading me in a deeper waters, may I not refuse. Let's place our trust in God. Jesus, I come. Church, I'm going to ask the worship team to continue leading us in this worship song. But, you know, if that is you and you're, you sense that you're in a place of transition, you're in a place where you sense that God is leading you um, for, to do so much more and you're saying, God, today I want to take that step of faith. I want to stand in a place of transition and I want to give you my heart. I want to give you my life once again as what Reverend Pat has shared. So all across this room, all across this place, this, is, this altar today is a place where we give our lives to God once again, where we give Him our everything and say, God, I'm going to trust in you. I'm going to place my trust in you in 2023 and say that, God, you have this whole year. And Lord, you take all that you need to take. Uh, take my heart and, and I'm going to give all that we have to you so that we can see um, you fulfill the, the, the promise that you've laid upon River Life, you that you have placed upon uh, our hearts, the promises that you've placed upon our hearts. God, we want to see it come to pass today. Amen. So I'm going to ask the worship team lead us in this song once again and all across this room,
room, uh, this is an invitation to give our lives to Jesus Christ, Lord, to surrender once again, say, Father, today, Lord, we choose, we choose to give our lives to you, and Lord, we trust that you're going to give us a double portion of the promise that you've always promised us, amen? So let's come forward to the front as we offer our hearts to our God once again. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. That's right. Just come. Yeah, I'm just going to ask us to come forward to the front. That's nearer. That's right. As we offer our hearts. That's right. Lord, we choose to respond today. God, we choose to respond. As a people of God, as people of faith. If you draw me, God, if you're drawing me, cause we believe you're lifting, if you're lifting me. Submit to his lordship, Jesus. I come, Jesus. I come, I surrender. Nor for your glory, I give my life here in this moment. I'm Let God hear your prayer today. Oh, to thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender. I sing the verse all to Jesus. All to Jesus, I surrender. All to Him, I free. Trust. I will ever love and trust in, in His presence. Let this be our prayer. I surrender. I surrender all. I surrender. Be my 
You know, Church, I'm just going to lead us in a prayer before we, we, uh, we go on to the rest of our service segments and before we even pray for you. But I'm just going to represent us and, and I'm just going to lead us in a prayer. Um, it may not, um, for, for those of you who are new with us over the last one or two years, um, you, you, you may not have known our journey, but for the many of us who have been in real life for the longest of times, this will mean something to us as well. God, you know how much we have waited on you. Father, you know how much we have waited, how much we have prayed over the last decade, the last two decades. God, the sacrifices that, Lord, we have gone through, the, the times that we have been in Victory Chapel praying, Lord, the times that your leaders, your cell group leaders have sacrificed much, your area overseers have given up so much of their time, their finances, their efforts, even our elders, they have gone through so much just to hold the church together. And yet at the same time, Father, we still see ourselves in the desert. We see ourselves waiting, waiting for the time for the breakthroughs to come, waiting for the moment where you will break through once again. And Lord, Lord, today, oh God, Lord, we come before you as a people of God, as a people of river life. Lord, as a people that have stood here, that has gathered together day in and day out week in and week out praying for you to move for you to move among us and today Lord we hear the word of God come once again and today Lord we say that God we want to position ourselves once again Lord, forgive us that we have grown tired, that forgive us we have grown cold. Forgive us that we have tried with our own effort, with our own mind, our own human ways. But today, God, I pray that you align us back to the very heart of God. Lord, that you align us back once again, God, our church. Lord, from, from, from the top, from our elders to the pastors, Lord, to our zone leaders, Lord, our area overseers, our ministry leaders, cell group leaders, and Lord, Lord, to every one of us, God, I pray, you take us back to a place of prayer once again. Lord, you take us back to the place where we're, we're willing, oh God. Lord, forgive us, God, for, for trying to go away, from trying to move away and say, God, this may never be possible, but God, I pray, you take us back once again, that we will be a people that are called by your name, we will be a people that will pray. Lord, to take God we hear. Lord, that, that our response means everything. And today, God, I pray, oh God, Lord, that you see a people that will be genuine, a people that will be waiting, a people that will respond in the most holy way. Oh God, because God, we choose, oh God, Lord, to be a people that are called by the very name of God. And that is not by might, nor by strength, but by only the Spirit of the living God. So today I pray that we'll never grieve the Holy Spirit. Lord, we'll never grieve you, God. We will never uphold bitterness in our hearts. We'll never uphold resentment. But God, I pray that, Lord, we will be a people that will be pure and holy. A people that will be joyful. A people that will come together, Lord, and, and, and hold one another's hand. That we will be a united people once again. So today, God, I pray, won't you come and do this in our hearts, in our lives, oh God. 
Lord, yes, it's true, we have waited much. Lord, we have prayed much, we have sacrificed much. But today, oh God, Lord, I want. Lord, we pray, oh God, Lord, we will be the people. Lord, that you strengthen our hands, that you strengthen our knees once again. Lord, you strengthen our inner being, oh God, to say, God, do it again, oh God. Father, do it again, God. Lord, do it again, God, here in this place. So God, I thank you for this precious word. I thank you, Lord, for this precious word. Lord, Lord, for those in front, even for the rest of us who are still made up seats, it's okay because God today, Lord, we choose to offer our hearts and our lives. And Lord, we say, God, do it once again. From the oldest to the youngest, to the generations that are among us, God, we say, do it again, God. So come and purify our sins. Purify us, oh God. And place us, place us in a place of waiting. Place us in a place of molding. Place us in a place where you will strengthen us as a people. So we do not want to take this. God, Lord, we do not want to take this word lightly. But God, do something among us today. Church, I'm just going to invite Reverend Pat to come to, to just pray for us one more time, Reverend Pat. the cry of our hearts. Hear the cry of our hearts, Lord. Hear the cry of our hearts, Lord. Lord, we are reaching out to you this morning. We want more, Lord. We want revival, Lord. We want revival. If you have done it once, you're going to give a greater move, a more glorious move. We want to see that. We want to see that. We want to see revival break out in our midst. Lord, get us ready. Take all of Egypt out of us. We do not want anything of Egypt. Purify us, refine us, mould us, shape us. So that, Lord, from being slaves, meandering in the desert, we can rise up to become a community of covenant people, walking into every single promise that You have for River Life. Lord, help us to see what You see. We reach out, Lord in repentance and in obedience to you this morning. Give us a fresh feeling of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, fall on us. 
let the weight of your glory fall upon us today. Now, Lord, Motoriki Pakasote, Imakasata. Now, Lord, Motoriki Takasote. Everybody, pray in tongues. Pray in tongues. Potoriki Takasote, Matariki Takasote. Matariki Takasote, Makatoriki Teke Sunday. Yes, God. Orakatiri Mikitorikinta. Matariki Takasote, now Lord. Release the fullness of your Holy Spirit. The fullness of your Holy Spirit. Motoriki Taraka Parakindo Kosote. Yoshikaina glory, God. Shikaina glory. Shikaina glory, Lord. Fall on us. Fall on us, Lord. Fall on us, Lord. More of you, Lord. More of your presence. More of your holiness. Yes. Let the glory of God yes, envelope God. us. Yes. Raise us. Amen. Comfort us. Yes. Launch us. Lord, come today in your fullness. We surrender. Lord, we want you, Lord. You, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just, I just hear the Lord saying, He wants to hear the prayers of the people. If the Lord leads you, you come to the stage, take the mic and speak your heartfelt prayer. Remember I said about fast and short prayers. It doesn't have to be a long prayer, but just that prayer that describes exactly what is in your heart. What do you want God to do in River Life? What do you want God to do in this family? Come. Anyone? Yes, just come. I hear the Lord saying this. Many of us have idols in our hearts and in our minds. We brought them from Egypt. And we're keeping them in our hearts and in our minds, in our closets. This is my prayer. This is my prayer. Lord, help us to remove Egypt from our hearts and our minds. Help us to get rid of the idols. Help us to cleanse ourselves. Bring us to the place that we are consecrated so that we can go into the promised land. We pray for revival, but we pray, Lord, that you prepare us today. You make us pure and holy so that we will go in as your holy people called by your name with your name above our heads as a banner 
so that everyone in the world will know that we are your people. We are called by your name and your name alone. We pray all this in the name of our Lord and most precious and mighty name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for your voice. Anybody else? Father Lord, as we come before you as a family here, Father, you have established us since the beginning of time. You have knit us together from far and wide. Father, I ask that your anointing fall in this place and change us in our hearts. Father, teach us to pray, not with our lips, but with our heart, with our spirit, with our flesh, in one, convicted, Father. Enough it is to hear from our lips, Father. Destroy this carnality in us. Bring us to a greater height with you in spirit. For at that place can we encounter your truth. Come, Father, enter into this place. Enter into us, each and every one, from the old to the young, from the lost to the found. Bring us as one. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Because of their cry, because of their cry, Lord. And today, would you hear the cry of your people? Oh, we are clean, Lord. We are clean, Lord. Make us clean as a people. We are clean, Lord. Deliver us, Lord. We pray. God, we want more. We want more, Lord. We want more. We want more. We know we don't deserve it, Lord. But because you are good, we know you answer our prayer, Lord. We want more of you, Lord. We want more of your holiness, Lord. We don't want to be trapped in sin and bondage, Lord. Take us to the promised land. Take us to the promised land, we pray. Amen.
consecration of all our hearts. I pray for today as a commissioning of sorts that we start to reflect and purvey into our own hearts the sin that's in our lives. I pray that this River Life house will grow before we talk about revival. It will be a house of cleanliness, of holiness, of God's governance and jurisdiction in our land. And Father, you have said that you clean house with us first. So before we look at others, I pray there'll be a deep cleansing. So I pray, brothers and sisters, be prepared. Be prepared for we are praying, we are asking for this. We are asking that before the resurrection comes, there has to be the cleaning out of our, there has to be the cross on our flesh. So Father, I pray for all of us from top to down that there will be an uncompromising truth prayed from the pulpit. There will not be a layered justice, but the true Word of God will come down. The fear of God will come from the pulpit down to all the ministries that we will have uncompromising. Black is black, white is white. And Father, we pray that the fear of God come upon all of us as we delve deep into the Word, not to run after prophecies, but to steward the truth of God for it to take root and grow and germinate in our heart, that we may be a cleansed people, holy, to come into the Holy of Holies, to stand before and say that You are our God and we are Your people. And if we will follow Your commandments and statutes, we will come into the promised land because You have given us You are a God who does not change today, tomorrow and forever. We thank you, Jesus. We pray from Acts chapter 2. Lord, we pray that in these last days, you will pour your Spirit on all flesh, Lord. On your sons, your daughters, we pray that all of us shall start to prophesy, that your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. Lord, I pray on all your male and female servants this day, we pray, Lord, that you will pour your spirit and that all of us will cause to prophesy, Lord. And Lord, I pray that as we do, Lord, that you will show your wonders in heavens above and signs on the earth below so that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. In your name we pray. Amen. your blood that rescued me. Kindness, you show me kindness. While we Let's all stand together.
surrender our whole lives on the altar we place all that we are all that we have all that we will be we will, we will have on the altar and teach us to be a living sacrifice teach us to live our whole lives that our whole lives will worship you every aspect of our lives 24-7 Lord Teach us and train us that people will see you in us. Lord, that tomorrow we go to the school, to the office, there'll be points of light and salt all over the place. Bring your presence. We praise you, Lord. May your son Jesus be exalted always. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Before um, I pronounce the benediction, just a few things that today, the, the message today speaks to us, those of us who are in the land in between. We're in the valley of decision. And the Lord's training us. And there's a process. He's working in our hearts to align ourselves and to trust Him. And, and the land in between is very uncomfortable. The transition, very uncomfortable. Because we have just left something we're going to something else. We can't see it yet. And that message speaks to us. And then Pastor Joachim has led us very well to respond in worship, uh, in prayer. In prayer. And, and some of us were praying 
to be cleansed and some of us were praying heartfelt prayers, very emotive prayers, crying out to God, been waiting for you for a very long time. Lord, how come so long, you know? And, and there was heartfelt prayers today. And in, in the worship early on, we sang about the glory. The glory of God is the sum total of who He is. His holiness, His joy, His goodness, and His love. And you know, unclean vessels will not experience that. And so we move from the unclean to the clean to the holy. What is holiness? Holiness is nearness to God. It's being set apart for His purposes. So many of us responded today. We came to the front. Some of us, no space. You respond down there. But we want the glory of God in our lives. You want to see the glory of God. The sum total of who He is the brilliance, the majesty, the beauty, and the mighty presence of God. We want to see that glory of God in Jesus. During our prayer times, our Bible reading times, and those times that we spend together in our cell groups and worship times. Amen? Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. <laughs> amen. Would you... Uh, open your hands to receive the benediction, please. May the goodness of the Father, the goodness, the glory of the Father, the love of His Son, and the enduring presence of His Holy Spirit dwell upon us, overflow in our lives, overtake us, overflow into all spheres in our lives. Be with us now and forever. In Jesus' name. Amen. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless you. Praise God. Thank you so much, Pastor Ben. Thank you for listening to the River Life Podcast. We hope that you've encountered Jesus through the Word. If you'd like to connect with community or find out more about River Life Church, find us on Facebook, Instagram or head on over to riverlife.org.sg God bless and have a great week ahead.